hopefully this thing doesn't stop. Sometimes, I don't know why, but lately it's been wanting to like fuck around and find out, you know? That is refreshing. All right. Hey, man. What's up, buddy? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. You can you can probably also hear it a little bit from like just the room, but this is nice because you can feel like it's just you and I. You might hear a little background noise, but in general, it's just you and I hanging out. It's like ASMR. Yeah. Lauren was doing it a little bit earlier. She's going, Austin Kaiser. Yeah. Hey, man. Welcome to Living the Dream. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I promise. This is, so you're not a musician, but you're down in Nashville. And I think I'd, I'd want to get... Now, you can bring that mic closer to you if you want. I, I didn't know. I know I didn't say it, but it's also a little crazy because the mic is so heavy. Yeah. So when we put it out that far, it might tip a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes if you try and uh-huh. shove the legs underneath. Right. Yeah. Let's do that. Listen, we're running on a budget. Yeah. You know? So we got to <laughs> maybe we'll get some clamps eventually. But for now, this is what we're working with. No, it's perfect. All right. So here's the deal, man. You're down in Nashville. Explain as short or as long as you want what your journey has been to get to Nashville. And then after that, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how we, how we got back together somehow. That, that's actually the beauty behind it. I think is it's hockey can lead you in a lot of directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be some negative directions, uh, but most of the time it's positive. And realistically why I got down to Nashville is hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. So my family we were just in town uh, actually last week. Uh, still live in Atlanta. And I moved away at an early age. I moved away when I was 15. So it was a really big, different experience for me from going from Atlanta to Maine. <laughs> I went all the way up yeah. to Maine. And uh, just a, it was kind of a culture shock. And, and like I said, in good ways and bad ways. But I learned a lot. I went to boarding school out there, a small school called Kent's Hill School. Uh, we won the championship my first year there. Uh, I was a three-sport <clears throat> captain my senior year. The experience alone was fantastic. Now, what league is that? I don't know. Is that, like, considered quad A? Yeah, there's, so there's different leagues now. Uh, yeah. It's changed. It used to be it's, it was in the small prep league. Okay. That's what it was called. Yeah, so we played all the small schools around New England. Yeah. Mm. So it was cool. That's some good competition there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of guys are playing in the NHL yeah. at higher levels right now. And I'm looking <clears> at myself. I go, you know, like, what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time, actually, throughout my career. Um, but yeah, after, after prep school, I went to Scranton, Pennsylvania, where we'll get into that, I think, soon. Uh, absolutely loved it. It wasn't the greatest year for hockey, but <laughs> for personal-wise, it was fantastic. Uh, I think we can get into that a little bit more. And then I got traded the next year to Boston, um, where I played for the Boston Bulldogs in the Atlantic Junior Hockey League. And they were just they annihilated. <clears throat> They're so good. We had a good team. It, yeah. was, it was a step up from Scranton. Uh, it was a step in the right direction for me. And yeah, A step up. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like calling it a step up is giving that first year of Scranton way too much credit. <laughs> it was a slight step up, and it's—I don't like to—I don't like to, you know, you know, say that, yeah. yeah, because I had such a good experience there. No, I get it, but hockey-wise, it was just—they were brand new. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that later. Yeah, but it's just—it was just funny the way. You were. 
Yeah. You got traded to Boston, and that Boston is like they were. They were so hot for so long. I think they were top two in the league at that point. Yeah. It was Walpole and us at that point. Yeah. They like you said, they were established. They were around forever. They were in the eighties. They were playing. Like, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So they were. Fast forward to that. I you know went to college hockey. Played my college hockey there and. After college, I got a chance to go back to the East Coast League, which was the coolest experience of my life. So I got to go back to Atlanta and play a little bit of pro hockey. Mm-hmm. And as a Division three goalie, it was kind of unheard of at the time to go even to the East Coast League. And I got the phone call and said, hey, we want you to come home for a little bit and play. And I said, sign me up. Like, it's my dream. Like, yeah. living the dream, that was my living the dream. And I got to go back. And the crazy thing was, I know we're kind of, you know, short on time with this stuff but you're not we're not short on time okay i promise you yeah we are not short on time okay so the crazy thing the crazy thing was is i got i got to camp and uh my goalie partner was brian billet who was uh played at boston college so i I think a lot of people know what boston college is i played at western new england university that's a mouthful so it was between me and him i played really well i got to stick around a little bit and then they sent a guy down from the american league as it goes and I saw him play one day at practice, and I said, I said, well, thank you for having me, and you know, thanks for the experience, and it was unbelievable. And I got right back into college hockey, and I got to go back because I didn't finish out my senior year of college. I went to pro instead. And my coach, God bless his soul, Coach Heffernan, he's like a second dad to me, was like, you know, I love you, Austin. Why don't you come back and coach with me? And I said, no, it's a no-brainer. I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so I was an assistant coach at an early age. I was 26 as an assistant coach at the college level, and guys were still 25 playing. Mm-hmm. So that was a different experience, and it was awesome, and I learned a lot. And For people that don't know, in, in hockey, you generally have to take a year or two at least <clears throat> after high school to play juniors because they, it's a maturation process of where – you kind of live, you kind of learn to live the life of a pro. Um, and then you get ingrained in that and understand it and your body understands it. And then you can go to college and then, you know, you add in your classes and stuff. So it's not all just thrown onto you because hockey is grueling. Hockey is, it's, it's, you have to be an athlete and then you have to have a skill of skating and then you also have to play hockey. So it's, it's very, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. And a lot of people don't realize that either. A lot of sports don't have what hockey has, and that's that junior level. And it's yep. – it really it, – it, you learn a lot about yourself, I'll say that, mm-hmm. especially in our era of playing. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have the babysitting. There was no babysitting. So we were, we were thrown into the world at 18, 19. In a way, I do understand why things changed a little bit, but in a way, it's like, it's like there was so – the accountability was on your own. Mm-hmm. And now it's like coaches, it feels like coaches nowadays are thrown the responsibility of keeping them accountable. And you're like, look, if the kid doesn't want to be here, there's nothing I can do. But then it's still looked at you like you're just a shitty coach. And you're like, no, man, he just didn't want to be here. But No, 100%. <laughs> and it, and it, again, going back to it, positive and yeah. negatives, right? Like yeah. I'm in the coaching world now, and so – I see both sides of it, of like mm-hmm. when I was playing and didn't have the responsibility to where the negatives came into my life, where yeah. now yeah, we yeah. have people that are positive forces behind, you know, off the ice yes. that we just didn't kind of have when we were playing. Yeah, it's that I think that all goes through just the world. I, even 
I don't know where it started or where it came from, but I feel like social media and like being able to open up a lot of other perspectives, it really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave, it gave opportunities in the hockey world to make it better. Yeah. 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 And so I, like, it's, I think it's trending on the up and up. I just, I'm afraid for the youth right now. And I get into that a little bit later uh, with some of that kind of stuff. But going back to me, got done playing, got into college hockey as an assistant coach. I'm down recruiting in Florida uh, at the Florida Everblades Arena. And there's a showcase going on for college hockey for like junior teams over there. <clears throat> And the craziest thing happened. I, 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 the Atlanta Gladiators, my former pro team, is down there. And so I, I'm saying hi to the boys and everything else. And I'm a coach now, right? And I go to the showcase the next day, and the guy running the showcase comes up to me. He goes, Kaiser, did you hear what happened? And I'm like, no, what happened? And the Gladiators played Florida the night before, and Matt Ginn was a goalie, broke his leg that game, which is kind of unheard of in hockey as yeah. a goalie breaking a leg. <clears throat> and so, you know, sure enough, like I was like selfishly, I guess you could say, I texted the head coach immediately and said, Hey, <laughs> I'm in Florida. Do you need me back? And he's like, get back as soon as possible. Oh my God. So yeah. out of retirement, I got to go back into the East coast league. It was a sold out crowd. I think we won with like 20 seconds left in the third period. My family was there. They bought a suite. It was a very cool <clears throat> moment. That's so, unreal. Yeah. Just when I thought, you know, my hockey career was done. You just never know. Yep. And that's kind of what I carry over to these kids that I'm coaching today. Is like, you have no idea. A guy breaks his leg. You have no idea. You could go back at any time. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. You have to stay positive. And that's a big thing I'm, I've been striving for with coaching. Be positive to these kids and good things happen. It's true. So I get to go back for a little bit. <clears throat> Done playing. I was at Trine University in Indiana, Angola. I know you're playing a show there coming up here soon, which – Big news, we, I might be coming with you. No, hold on. Why are you saying might now? Why are you saying might? I don't like that. You're, I gave you plenty of notice. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't like this might. Mm-hmm. So I, I started the hockey program in Trine. Brand new rink on campus. Beautiful place. And the place that you're playing is not even a block down the road from the campus. It, did I show you what it looks like? The venue, yeah. Yeah, it well, that's what they think it used to be called. Mm-hmm. But there was no there's no mezzanine in their in their thing. I have to take a look at it, but it's oh, yeah. gotta be close. It's not a very big town. Was it in its own parking lot? Uh, no. All right. It was this on a street corner. Kinda. This I'm pretty sure is on its own parking lot. Okay. Either way, it's gonna be close yeah. to campus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I'll throw Trine out there, hashtag Trine. But I, I took a lot of pride in that program, and yeah. starting from the ground up as an NCAA program was it was grueling. It was a lot of work. Wait, you guys started yeah. as an NCAA program, Division three NCAA program. You didn't even go into the club. Nope. It was how how does that even happen? Oh, it was an honor to be honest with you to be named the first ever assistant coach. But it was also like we had to bring in. 25 guys for NCAA team, 20 guys for our club team, and then 18 to 15 to 18 more for our other club team. So we started three programs and won two years. Jesus. Now, did you also have to start a girls team? Yes, we did. But that wasn't on my responsibilities. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Brand new rink, what? state-of-the-art locker rooms. Everything was brand new and one of the toughest Division three leagues in the country. I got to wonder why they went to Trine and not um... – What's the school that's at? Purdue? Well, so, I guess Purdue, Purdue has... Do they have a D3 team as well? No, or? they don't. They have yeah. a, a ACHA team, club team. Yeah. 
that's a great question, but when you go and see the campus, you'll understand why. Okay, okay. It, okay. It's the money they threw into that program. Yeah. Was, it's, but it was all <laughs> alumni. Yeah. It was all alumni that wanted a hockey program, and they threw stupid money into it. Is Trine a D3 college? Like, it is a D3 college. Okay. Yep, yeah, but state-of-the-art stuff. Wait till you see it. Sometimes, sometimes like, it, it, the – I don't say the lesser schools, uh, but, you know, like, the D3 or even sometimes a club – they have the finest facilities. Liberty University. Mm. Mm. I don't know if you've been there or oh, seen yeah. it. It's just like, it's crazy what kind of, oh. they're, you know, they're club team. Yeah. And I'm assuming they want to go NCAA, but it's just like, man, they are just, they kill it. They, oh. uh, I love it. The fan base alone <clears throat> at Liberty too. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they pack house too. And yeah. It, that's, you know, the, going behind the recruiting side of things, there's a lot that you have to show student-athletes nowadays. you got to sell it up. Back in well, the day, we were, like, honored to go play NCAA. Kids don't care anymore. They no. can go play ACHA Division Four, but if you have a cool environment, like, or a cool rink or something like that, you're going to get some good kids. Yeah. That's what I really realized, <laughs> like, going to Trine is, like, we have something pretty special here that we can grab a lot yeah. of good kids. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Can you, it, like, even going through hockey – when we went through, I knew one of the biggest ones. Hockey has gone through such a quick change. And it was facilities-wise, realistically, facilities and maybe personnel. Because when you, if you went to – when we went, having a gym was not a necessity. But the ones that had a gym saw the benefits. And then the ones that had a trainer saw the benefits. And then you see, like, everybody adopting it now. Yeah. And – it's it's crazy how how quick hockey and it's right rightfully so they were like oh shit you're telling me our kids will get stronger if they lift well let's go who would have thought right this is crazy <laughs> it's sink or swimming really <laughs> like it's like if you don't have it you're really far behind and yeah. it changes every year like you just said mm-hmm. another program's going to come up with something that wow that really did wonders for them let's get it uh nutrition yeah that's now, it's, it's, that's a huge one right now i i've seen that actually um I was pretty good friends with a, f- a father of a kid who's doing extremely well. Um, crazy. He's, I think he's still with the little pens or junior pens in Pittsburgh. And oh my God, the kid was like 12 or 13 and he's getting nutrition. He's getting a, you know, like a, a trainer on ice, off ice, everything's great. And they even measure his like VO two max and the way his body uses all the nutrition. Like he gets these tests that would that would if you talked about it like when we were going through they'd be like cool what the hell am i supposed to do with this but you they have these they have the staff now millions of dollars spent each year just to just to make sure these programs are running and you're like it's insane at 12 right? at 12 I, I mean it starts at 8 now like it's <sighs> it's it's crazy and again <clears throat> going back to what i want to talk to you about more let's do it it's just kind of the positives and negatives of that so anyway, <laughs> getting know, back know, to me. Sorry. No, I know. It's, uh, I, get, I get to try and start the program up. We were not very, you know, our first year was tough. Played against St. Norbert, Adrian, like top programs that have been established. We had a decent year. wasn't terrible. Um, I had the opportunity. So I'm a goalie. I was a goalie. Uh, I don't even know if I mentioned that. I was a goalie. And Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, in Milwaukee, you needed a goalie director for the Junior Admirals, a AAA program okay. out there, which has been super successful. And it was, a, you know, it was an opportunity for me to kind of like craft my goalie company. And that's what I really ultimately wanted to do. Um, 
I, I, you know, I, I was a goalie guy all summer long in Connecticut, so I would never go home in the summers. So yeah. I would stay in Connecticut and work and coach, and it was all goalie stuff. So I gotten pretty good with it. Procrease was the name of the company in Connecticut. Jared Wayman's with the Tampa Bay Lightning now. Unbelievable coach, unbelievable mentor, and I learned so much from him that I'm like, oh, I want to do this. He has a good life. He's successful. He's making good money, and that's another thing I want to talk to is too is like, in this business, kind of like music. I'm, I'm guessing we'll get to music too, but there's not a lot of money in it. You know what I'm saying? Like coaching and hockey, it's an entertainment business. There's not a lot of money in it for like the right things, I, I would say. That's very well put. Yeah. There's yeah. money. <clears throat> Trust me, there's money. It's a lot of money to play it. But then you're kind of like, where does all the money go? It's, so and, that's, it, that's yeah. kind of where I was like, I need to make some money too. At the NCAA level, I wasn't making great money. And so I had this opportunity in Milwaukee and I crushed it. I went out there, I worked for SEH, Scores Edge Hockey, and I've developed GEH, Goalies Edge Hockey, and had unbelievable seasons with those guys. I loved that company. I will say nothing but good things about Matt Murray and the Junior Admirals and Mark Adamak, who's one of my best friends, and I love those guys. <laughs> they taught me a ton. Yeah. And so we're on the road, and I'm having a good time in Milwaukee. I really am enjoying it. And a guy comes up to me like anything, and we're at a showcase, and he's like, hey, how would you like to move to Nashville? And I said, I would love to, you know, what's the numbers, what's everything looking like. And I'm an alumni of TPH, which is the company I work for now in Nashville. I'm an alumni. I played for them when I was 15. And I said to myself, it's an opportunity for me. This is an open market. There's not a lot of goalie coaches down here to come down or in general, in There's general, not a lot true. of it's true. goalie coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I said, yeah, I get to get closer to home. I get to start my own thing down in the south, which I take pride in these kids because I didn't really have much down south. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where we went with this, and that's how I'm in Nashville. Well, there goes Lauren. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've, I've, and I loved it ever since. Like, absolutely love it here. Best place I ever lived. Um, yeah, I, I really like, it's, how long have you been down here? This is my, this is my third year being yeah. down here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right before now you, while you were down here, how did, uh, the coronavirus hit you? Um, how'd that all hit you and, and the teams down here? So was, what was crazy was <clears throat> COVID happened in Milwaukee and my mom actually, she's retired from the CDC Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And my mom called me and she said, Austin, there's something going on in the world. And it's not good. And she said like a ridiculous number, like 90% of Americans are going to get this virus. Mm -hmm. I said, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. And sure enough, you know, not even two weeks to a month later, here we are and everything shut down. And we had as, as coaches had to be really creative. So we did a lot of online coaching. We did a lot of videos that we could sell to kids to like COVID hockey training videos and so I, I was in the process of moving down to nashville while covid was going on what a nightmare <laughs> i had to find a moving oh, company yeah. i couldn't look at apartments because they weren't opening up people to go look at apartments so i blindly picked a place down here and like i said like nashville is that kind of a cool place that i'm you know i would you know looking back at it i was a little worried but nashville is a really cool place and you can just throw a pin at it and end up in really cool spots that's true. And so that's kind of what I did. And yeah, COVID actually, it, we had to wear masks down here. We had a lot of games canceled, but realistically down South, I'm not going to lie. They treat it totally different than up North. 
we really try to push things through. We try to keep things moving a lot. Don't get me wrong, up north did too, but down here it was just like, it was a different level. Yeah. So it didn't affect me as much as other people, I'll say that. That's good. So now you're here. You got some possible great opportunity to play, to coach in Atlanta. Again, back where you're from. Yeah. Which is, it's pretty much like, it seems like a short thing. Yeah. I, I, my fingers are crossed with that big time. Yeah. It's something that I, I think about every day right now. I'm on pins and needles and it would be, again, my dream to do that. Right now, yeah. I'm, I, let's be honest with you. I'm not going to strap the pads on ever again and play at a high level. Yeah, yeah. So this is my, this is my pro life now. And that would yep. be a dream of mine to, to do that for sure. Yep. Yeah. It is kind of until we go. Let's. All right. First off, why are you skirting around? Not giving me a, before you were like, dude, I want to go to Triumph. Let's go. Let's freaking do this. And now I'm like, yeah, you're going to come up and you're like, well, maybe. No, listen, if my schedule allows for it, I am a hundred. You can, I am a hundred percent. in. Can you not uh, just be like, hey, I need this Thursday and Friday off? I cannot. What? I know. That's the thing. Like my summers are good. And I have a little bit of flexibility during the season. You can ask any coach of ours. We're all full in. Like we oh, don't have much break. I forgot it's it's hockey season. Our season which started doesn't yesterday. make any sense. It really doesn't, <laughs> and that probably goes into what we want to talk. Uh, what a topic you want to talk about about youth and like probably I'm guessing I don't know what you want to talk about, but probably the pressure we put on them to be pro, basically pro from a young age, and it just doesn't make sense because they don't know how to be kids anymore. Yeah, and this is something USA Hockey's working a lot with, but. We, like you just said, are treating 10-year-olds with pressure, with numbers, with stats that we can compare other kids to. Mm-hmm. Why are you not better than this kid in nutrition? Why are you not better than this kid in lifting at 10? And it really discourages a lot of kids. They're, they see this thing. It's like I, I go back to it. Like, what if, a, what if an adult, like a coach, told me, <clears throat> you're just not very good and it, 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 your your confidence level just goes down the drain. And some people, you have no idea, will peak at 18, or some people will peak at 25. Like, people come out of the yeah. woodworks left and right, and that's why this college is committing kids at 15. I, there's so much that could go wrong. Yes. So much. So, a few years ago, I'm not actually sure how long ago they were allowed to, but I know for sure a few years ago, kids, now, they were they were able to, commit like legit commit i think at 15 but they could also verbally commit at like 14 and you're like i've had i'm sure you you know a bunch of kids that you're like they're like hey hey coaches club's looking at me i'm like you're 14 you don't even know you have no idea you didn't even go through puberty fully yet and they're just like i want you i'm like this blew my mind it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and so here's the negative side of it too we have all these coaches. We have all these numbers. We have all this nutrition. So the parents, what do they do? They buy into it. Mm. And then when little things go wrong, it's not the kid's fault. It's the trainer. It's the nutrition program. It's the training program. And, yeah, sometimes that could be the case. But most of the time, your kid's just being a kid. The best thing I can give advice to parents is let your kid be a kid. They're going to do whatever they're going to do, and you can help them financially. But step away from the rink. Step away from the baseball field. Let your kid go out there and fail on his own. 
Yeah. Unless he's in serious danger or something seriously is going wrong with the program, let your kid go out and play. Yeah. That's my biggest advice to parents. Just let them play. And that's the, I'm, again, I'm not a parent, but I deal with kids every single day of my life. And the biggest failures I see is parents getting in their interactions with their, their kids. It's terrible. I wonder if it's the same in school, too. I feel like I've heard stories about schools basically being more relaxed. And I don't know. You can't fail anymore. Like, in school, I don't... Okay, I'm not a teacher, and I don't know for sure, but I, I've heard from a bunch of teachers that it's basically like, we're not allowed to fail the kids anymore. There has to be a really, really good reason instead of them just having a, the accountability of getting good grades. It's like, no. So I wonder if that kind of transferred into other realms or if it had any effect on it it's a it's such a weird time in sports in general it is it is a weird time and but <laughs> you look at these kids garrett the skill level that they have no. compared to us <laughs> i think about it all the time like i'm training a 10 year old and i'm like i couldn't do that at 15 no. No. 16 they're advancing so much but again their mental side their their mentality side has digressed a lot I digressed a lot. There's no drive. I don't see a lot of drive anymore. I don't see a lot of, I really want to do this. It's like, well, I like hockey. It's got to be tough, though, because we're such in an affluent area. And I wonder how it is up north, like in Boston. And now I, the kids that I coached, there was a little bit of that. And I don't understand. I don't truly understand why. But it just was like, there's no. Like you said, there's no drive, but it was almost like they, they've they had things just guaranteed for them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why why work? And, and maybe it's part of not failing. It, and the, you just said it, though. It's different up north for hockey because there's more kids and there's more competition. With competition builds mm-hmm. what you want to do. That's just in general in life. You really want to be something? Like if you really want to be an artist, a music artist, how many music artists are down here? Compared mm-hmm. to, I don't know, I mean, around the world, I'm, I'm, there's a lot everywhere. Don't get me wrong, but Nashville's the hub. That's like yeah. Minnesota hockey. Like, do you really want to be a goalie? Because <laughs> yeah. there's about 400 to 500 of your age yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. That's not the case down here. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it is what it is. And I'm just, as a coach, you have to find ways to cater to everyone. Yeah. By, like, going back to it. But if you put positive things and positive things in people's lives, even if it's not hockey related, if I go to this kid and I say, hey, you're doing this great, you're doing X, Y, Z great, they can carry that on for life. Well, at least he you know, was positive, and I can do something else other than hockey that's positive. I can push yeah. for something different. It doesn't have to be, <clears throat> you're this, you're a goalie, you're a hockey player. Yeah. You can have other things, but I just wanted to see more kids that are like, I want to be this. It doesn't have to be hockey. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be this. I don't see that anymore much. I really don't. Ask a kid. Ask a 10-year-old. No, I'm not 10. Let's ask a 15-year-old. 15 to 16-year-old. I talk to them every day. Ask them what they want to do. Mm. Scary. Did you, did you know at 15 or 16? I did. You I did. I, I, I really did. And I, I know, again, of course, I'm out of the game now. It's easy for me to say. But when I moved away when I was 15, it was for a reason. Yeah. I know I wanted to do that. I thought it, I loved Dave Caruso was my idol. He's a Atlanta born guy, played at Ohio State goalie. He was my idol and I wanted to be him more than anything in the world. That's what your dad was saying. Your dad said you saw a goalie when when you started playing or when before you started playing, you went to a like a double A game or something 
And then you were like, that's what I want to do. And you point to a goalie and he's like, are you sure? And you're like, yep. Yeah. My dad took me to a minor league hockey game. Yeah. Nobody in my family plays hockey. No one. And I just literally, I was into, so you want to, okay, I'll get honest with this. Uh, <laughs> I don't really tell people a lot, but I was into Power Rangers big time when I was a kid. Who wasn't, man? I know. It was the coolest thing in the yeah, world to me. Damn right. And they had the coolest helmets, the coolest outfits. Yep. And he took me to this hockey game, and I'll never forget, I saw the goalie. I'm like, that's a Power Ranger in real life. And people were mm. cheering for him. It was like, he was a superstar. And I was like, that's what I want to be. I want to do this. Yep. And so my dad threw me on rollerblades <laughs> at the age of nine. So I started when I was 10, really. Yeah. So really late. And I was pretty good. And my dad, I'll never forget, it says, hey, we got to go ice hockey. And I bawled my eyes out. I was like, I don't want to play ice hockey. I wanted to just, I was good at roller hockey. And he threw me on the ice. I'll never forget, I couldn't skate. All the other goalies could skate. And I just, I don't know what it was. I just wanted to keep up. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be good. And I worked my butt off to the point where like, yeah, like I just, I just wanted it uh, badly. I just never forget. Like everything I did was hockey. Yeah. There's some, there's something to say for sure about, you know, the right environment where it's, it's, it's right above like you being challenged. It's right above the threshold. Like if he threw you in and you were at a practice with like a bunch of pro guys or a bunch of like 16 double A, triple A guys, you, you'd be like the same for me, but it was probably something that was like, re, you saw it was very reachable and you like, whether you were like, Oh, I can, th that guy can skate. I think I can learn to skate. Mm -hmm. Like, and you were just like, okay, let me go at this now. Yeah. I actually told this story at Can-Am hockey camp. I was just coaching there in Lake Placid, New York. I do that every year. And it's pretty cool because we get kids from all over the mm -hmm. world and stuff like that. They come to Lake Placid. It's a very cool town. And they had me do a, like, a talking to the kids about my career, whatever I did, which is <laughs> it's like, okay, you can have me talk to the kids. That's fine. But we have a lot of good pro hockey guys mm -hmm. in the back. So we were all talking about it. And I said, I'll, I'll do it. But I, I, I said something cool too. And I said, it is cool to be good at something. It is cool to be good at something, and that's okay. Yeah. And I said, I was different because I'm from Atlanta. Nobody in my school, no one in my school played hockey. They all played football, baseball. I was mm -hmm. the only hockey player. I'll never forget this. They wrote, a, they wrote an article about me <laughs> when I was uh, 12 because we're going to Pee Wee Quebec, or it was like 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to Pee Wee, and they wrote a whole article about me. But it was like, I was cool because I was different, and they didn't really understand it, but they knew I was doing something kind of cool. And so people wanted to be around that. And that kind of was like my fame at, tw at 12, right? I was the yeah. only hockey player in school. Yeah. And I said to these kids, I said, it's cool. Like, it's cool to be different. You guys are goalies. How many goalies do you really, you know, interact with on a daily basis? Not many. So people want to know. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes you different. You said something that it's cool to be good. I like that. It is. It's also, I mean, you could take that another way too is be like, it's cool to be good, but it's not cool to be a, a dickhead and oh, be cocky. Never. Because never. it's, there's, you have to learn some kind of, humi uh, was it not humility? Is it humility? A little bit, yeah. You, you, have, uh, to, yeah, you, have, you to, have to be humble. You have to be humble. Yeah. Definitely. But I'm seeing too many kids that are like, there's just no drive. Yeah. 
I wonder, I wonder, do you think it's just because their parents are too involved or do you think it's like something in the extracurricular involvement? I, I really don't know. If I had the answer, I think I'd make a lot of money to yeah. make kids more motivated. I think it's, it has to do with a lot of things. I mean, we always point fingers at the parents, but it's, it's a kid's life. You don't know what's really going on in that kid's head. You don't know what's going on in yeah. their life. And it, like, I said it on my YouTube channel. Like, you, the kid could have a bad breakfast and throw off his whole day. So true. And then they have yeah. to look at the schedule we just gave them. They're yeah. on the ice in the morning. Now they have to go to school. Now oh. they have to go do this. And now they have to come back for practice at night. And then they have to do it all over again and make good grades and do this. And it's like sometimes they just have to be kids. Yeah. You know what's so tough? Um, not that my coaching experience is anywhere near yours. But, like, it was so funny uh, when you asked the kids, you know, this was juniors. Like, when you asked the kids, like, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to play college hockey? And, you know, and this is, like, preseason. And they're like, yeah, we want to play college hockey. I'm like, all right, I'll put you on a college hockey schedule. But at the same time, I think what I didn't realize is, like, you know, they they can't – they really can't mentally handle it yet. Yeah. And it's – as hard as I want it to and as hard as they want it to, it was just something it was just something that they for some reason couldn't grasp the seriousness that they had to take it and uh, I like you said if you had the answer you'd be making a lot of money but it's it's very funny how I would say with you, you know you had an initial drive so you had a good why and you had a good like environment of how you came up in hockey. I wonder if it's, if it's different because of the environment and because they didn't have maybe, maybe they didn't have any idols growing up in hockey of where they're like, I want to be that guy. Instead, they're just like, sure. No, I'll do whatever, whatever. You, you just nailed it. You just nailed it. I, I, every time I I try to get this kid's perspective, I go, Who's your favorite goalie? Mm. Who do you watch the most? Who do you like? It's not just the kids in the South. I've done this everywhere I've been. I go, name me five goalies in the <laughs> NHL. Yep. If I can get one or two, I'm lucky. Wow. So I say to him, I say, well, how are you supposed to know how to be the best if you don't even watch the best? Dude. Dude. Fucking amen right there, man. <laughs> That's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm being I'm being dead serious. Like it's the same with music. It's the same with movies. It's the same with actors. How do you know what the best is if you can't if you don't watch it? You, mm. it's not that you can, can't. It's that you don't. Very true. Oh man, I show them YouTube <clears throat> videos that are free. Yeah. Of Carey Price practicing, Tuka Rask practicing. You just type it in. Yep. Why are you not watching this stuff? Yeah. Well, I think it's. Oh man, that's it's, like, like that's like me saying to you. You you say you want to be a, a a great artist, yeah, but you don't know who Jason Aldean is. You don't know the the best of the best. Yeah, it's just like how do you supposed to know what to do? You gotta study them. You do for sure. That's a really good point, man. I mean, it's I think to me and to you, it's probably one of those unspoken things. But like to hear it in words, I'm like, that's exactly right. You know, because that's what I. That's what we naturally do. We're like, all right, this is what we want to do. Well, how do we get there? So, like, this guy's there. Let's check him out. What What are the step? Like, what makes him there, and what am I lacking? So it's totally true. 
Maybe, maybe, do you think the kids just don't have idols anymore? Some of them don't. I don't, I don't think it's like, some of them, their idols are YouTubers. Some of them, are, their idols are video game 